Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, Kevin AC, coming at you from Petco Park. I am uh, finally back in town. I don't know if it was uh, losing the humidity, but Jay, that just seemed like a long trip. Jay Posner, Sports Editor of the Union Tribune. I see the UT building. How are you? I'm doing well, Kevin. I wish I could wave at you, but as you know, I'm holed up in our studio here trying to give people the uh, the news about the Padres, and it's good to have you. <laughs> Good to have you back in town. We're less than a week away from the trade deadline. And it seems like that's about the biggest thing to look forward to now, right? At least for the next few days. Yeah, I guess for the next few days. I mean, it plays into uh, the, the Padres' future. Uh, that, that's for sure. I, I, I don't know whether there will be something now, which I, I believe, and, and based on the, the very few things that I'm told, they are trying to make something happen, and that would be for a starting pitcher. Um, and that there is virtually, you know, like we've talked about for a long time, everybody uh, is available. Uh, some of their players that have uh, drawn more interest than others, uh, you know, Adrian Morahone, Luis Uriah, Kirby Yates, we'll, uh, we'll see, Jay. Uh, one way to answer your question is it's kind of all about 2020 now. Which really, I guess, was kind of the way that it always was. I mean, we kind of, yes. I, I think we and especially some some people got fooled maybe a little bit by the fast start and the fact that, you know, coming out of the break, they were 45 and 45. And uh, you could say, hey, if they put together a hot streak against the Marlins and the Mets and, you know, crappy teams like that, you know, there's there's a lot of mediocrity, I think, in baseball right now and in the National League. And, and the Padres are sort of at the lower end of that. You know, this was a bad, this was a bad, trip it's been a bad time since the break you know losing nine out of 12 or i i guess that's what it is now right nine out of 12 six of nine on this road trip and i i don't know i mean everybody's always looking for people to blame and of course you know the the biggest person to blame is always andy green but i i still have a hard time subscribing to that when i look and see that every single day the padres put a pitcher out there who's in his first or second year in the big leagues or and sometimes like in their first or second day even so maybe it's i don't know i guess i could be accused of making excuses or whatever but i just as i told someone the other day i just don't think this team is built to win right now and it's certainly not in the pitching department the bullpen's been much better since the break you know we don't hear as much about how the bullpen's being mismanaged because now when they put people out there they're getting look they're getting guys out imagine that but the starting pitching i don't know i mean eric lauer's been bad in two starts since he came back from the death of his father but he you know he came back from the death of his father you know i i've been through that it's it's a terrible thing to go through i'm i'm glad i didn't have to go out on a mound a few days later and uh at 22 uh, and, years old at, right and and pitch after that in my second year in the in the big leagues and you know Joey Lucchese was was poor in the Wrigley Field game. But I think with with all this youth on the mound is going to come, you know, some inconsistency. We've even seen it from Chris Paddock, you know, making a couple mistakes here and there and, and, and you know, trying to piece together games where Denelson Lamette's out there. If the Padres were really trying to win now, you know, would Denelson Lamette be out there every fifth or sixth day? I, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe not. Maybe they would have. St- maybe they would have structured the roster differently. You know, look at this weekend. We're going to see. I don't know. Saturday. You, you know, you mentioned Cal Quantrill is going to pitch the bulk of the innings, but does he start the game or does he come in like he did last week and someone like Morahone 
starts Sunday. Maybe Morahone starts on Sunday because there's right now there's uh-huh. nobody there's nobody to start on Sunday. I, I just think that it, in just sort of realistically looking at things, yeah, maybe we could have expected better than forty eight and fifty four. Was forty five and forty five really where they should have been at that point in the season? It's all kind of snapshots of when you look at it. And if you looked at it when they were 45 and 45, hey, everything looked pretty good. You look at it two weeks later and, you know, everything doesn't look so good. So that's my, that's my minute's worth of, of early ranting so far. What do you got? Well, I thought it was interesting that you said that maybe we were fooled. I think you've made a point to, to point out almost uh, every time we've gotten into this discussion that we have always thought that this is, a you know, this, this team was not the one. Uh, maybe if we were uh, – Thinking what we were thinking was at 45 and 45 that this road trip, the start to the second half, could maybe prompt them to make a move earlier than than later. I, I speak of Noah Syndergaard, um, and and that's not necessarily that really never was the case. It was if now is the time, as in are other teams going after him too? Are the Mets motivated to deal? Uh, then they'll they'll make a move. But it's always been about. Noah Syndergaard is under control in 2020 and 2021. And he's, I believe, 26 years old. I've written it so many times recently, you think I would remember. But it's always for this team, Ben, uh, about next year, which is not mutually exclusive to they're not trying to win this year. It's reached a point now where no matter who they bring in, I mean, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not making a run here. They're, they're not. When, when they're so inconsistent on, on their offense, and the fact is, hey, who's the stopper right now? Um, which I guess would be moot if they did bring in, you know, Noah Syndergaard. But who's who's the stopper? Who's the ace? I would argue it's Chris Paddock. Well, it is. It's um, Chris Paddock, and he's, he's a guy a that's he's a rookie, and he's on a he's <laughs> on, on a, a on a ninety pitch, basically a ninety pitch limit, ninety to ninety five pitch limit for most, you know, for his games, and he's he's on an innings limit, which I think is is no doubt going to come into play even more. Uh, as we go forward, and and yeah, I mean, he. I, I guess it's either him or Lucchese. You know, maybe you would have said Lucchese until last week in Chicago. I, very interesting to see, you know, what happens with him. Uh, you know, st- starting tonight against uh, Jeff Samarja of the Giants, which we'll get more on a little bit later. But yeah, there really isn't a stopper, so to speak. And and if it, and it, like I said, if there is one, it's it's you know the twenty three year old rookie pitched. I, I don't even I don't know how many innings is he up to now. I believe it's 90, 90 and then what he uh, did on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay, so 95, 95 innings yep. that he's that he's pitched in the big league. So, you know, if, if that's what you're looking at as your stopper, and even if you're looking at Lucchese as your stopper, is that really – is that really a team that you should be saying, "Hey, this this team's going to the to the playoffs"? And- I know why you said that, but the greatest thing you can say about Joey Lucchese this year is that he had that streak of eleven starts where he went at least five innings. Right. Um, it was just somebody you knew was going to at least not kill you uh, until this in, until this last start. No, and I and I think Lucchese has the potential. We've talked about it before. I, I think he's a guy that could be in a rotation on a on a good team as a as a as a four or five starter but it, again you're Absolutely. not looking at him you, you shouldn't be looking at him to be your your stopper just like you shouldn't have been looking at Eric Lauer to be the opening day pitcher those are guys that maybe they hang around as four or five starters maybe they don't maybe they end up on another team as quote veterans after they've been around for a couple three years and and they come in and they're the kind of pitcher that the Padres really probably need at this point but you know I, I think the the pitching has has been a an issue most of the year, and and you know, first it was the bullpen, and now that seems to be 
much better, and now it's the rotation. But the the offense has been has been somewhat troublesome as well. And I, I think there's a couple of of areas. I, I think you know Franmil Reyes doesn't look like the same hitter that he was earlier, you know, in the season, and and you know the numbers. The numbers show that you know second base is a, a hole most of the year, and you know Urias has played great defensively since he's back up, but he hasn't done anything with the bat. Machado's been great. Tatis was out for a while, and and he's been he's been great. Hosmer, I haven't studied the numbers, but would you say he's dropped off a little bit? He's dropped off a little recent bit. Recent weeks, still a guy who is driving in runs and he is getting hits. I mean, I, I would argue that uh, the jury will still be out, uh, you know, based on the location of last year. Uh, that wasn't worth it. I would say Hosmer's worth his money this year so far. Right, so, right. You know, catching the numbers are better now since Mejia's been back up, but, but he was, you know, he was down for a while, and Hedges is still, you know, struggling to get to the, even just to 200 and batting average, although he has been better lately. It's just been a lot of inconsistency. Margot wasn't very good early. He's been better lately. Myers has been. I mean, what can you say about Myers? It's been a disaster so far. And, and the biggest story ongoing with this uh, franchise. I, I it, it really is. Um, it's arguably right up there. I know there's the trade deadline. I, oh my! Oh my gosh! It is awful. And I don't know what the you know what's the solution. I mean, do they get to the point where they just they give him away for a prospect for somebody that'll eat some money or they just have to DFA him and, and eat the money that way. Or I, I don't know what, what, what are their options? It's right all now? about it's Well, those, those are, those are really the two. I mean, Will Myers could agree to go down because with his service time, it has to be Will Myers that agrees to do this. Um, <laughs> I, my understanding is they're going to, you know, they're going to get through the trade deadline, and they're going to see. But it's it's not as simple. I mean, DFA is eating all of it, um, you know, because who's going to come get him and take on his money? Uh, a trade, they're not going to – they don't want to eat even half of it. So um, – and certainly not any more than that. And right now, I don't know who they get to take, you know, $15 million. Well, yeah, I mean, who's – right. I mean, at this point, how could how could you expect a team to, you know, to take someone like Myers and – and and pay him more than minimum wage, basically. I mean, and not minimum wage, meaning fifteen dollars an hour, but you know, minimum baseball wage <laughs> at this point, because you can you can bring up your own, you know, if you're another team, you can bring up your own young guy and and pay him five fifty or whatever. So why are you going to pay Myers any more than that when he's not likely to produce, you know, any more than than you know a replacement player to use, uh, you know, to use a term. So <laughs> so that's I mean. To me, that's uh, the ongoing thing, and, and, and it might be something that they put off until uh, the offseason to, to try to figure out, because that's how like monumental it is. It's like, wow, right. how, do you even, how do you even deal with this? Yeah, and it's not costing him. I mean, now it's not costing him a whole lot. I mean, what's he, his salary this year is, is nothing. It's the next three years that... You know that it's become going to become an issue, and and at some point I don't know if they just decide he's you know he's a lost cause or or what. I mean I guess he's you know from what you've written I mean he's he's worked at trying to improve, but it just hasn't happened. Yeah, and now it's just to the point where you just I mean there was a point where it's like well hey this is Will Myers mm-hmm. he's going to come I mean he could get out of it any time right right no right. you know uh, to the point where I mean anyone can see it like he goes up there and you're. He's taking balls right down the middle, or he's chasing balls. So, I mean, it's it's, and he doesn't even look. I mean, it's it's really something to see. Uh, I certainly haven't seen anything like it up close and personal 
uh, a player that talented, uh, a player that much expected of to be at the point he is now. And, you know, it's either going to be an incredible uh, comeback story or just a puzzler for, for all time in this franchise. And that's saying something, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's so. for sure. All right, Jeff Samarjo, we talked briefly about the Giants. How about this? So, you know, June 30th, Padres were riding pretty high, right? I forget exactly what their record was. I could do it in my head, but not right now. But they were riding pretty high, and then they lost the finale of the series to uh, the Cardinals. Okay, that's fine. Won that series, right? Right. That day in Arizona, the Giants beat the Diamondbacks to sort of stop like a, you know, would have been a little bit of a losing skid. Then they came here and swept the Padres. The Giants went from 35-47 and 47 before that game against the Diamondbacks to 52 and 51 50. right now. Well, 52, and, right? yeah, 50, yeah, 52 and 50 after, after Tuesday's game, and then they lost on Wednesday to the Cubs right. in a day game and have, didn't play yesterday. So yeah, they're 17 and four 17 and going four. back to that. But and at the same time, and the, look, I don't want this to turn into, you know, into Giants talk, but I, I think the Giants are in a real bind here because they're 52 and 51. But they're still three and a half games out of the wild card. There's still three, three teams ahead of them, in between them and, and the top spot. So basically like five teams plus they're tied with Arizona. I don't think the Giants are a playoff team. but And, and I'm sure that if you asked the Giants, and especially their front office, they would say, front we're not a playoff team. But They're can, in a bind. But they're in a bind because can they make any deals? They really need to trade Madison Bumgarner. Their bind is... Their fans and their clubhouse. Right. You know, right. Th- that's it. Because they know that they have a bereft farm system and that they aren't really a playoff team. Oh, wait, okay, could they, you know, great story, make the wild card, send Bruce Bochy off. What does that do for the future of the organization? Well, and if you, I mean, and let's be, let's be fair, though, if they do make the wild card game, they've got one of the great postseason <laughs> pitchers of all time to, to pitch in that game. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing Bumgarner pitch here on Sunday, whether it's his last game with the, with the Giants or not, at one point I thought it would be. I, I wonder, and I, obviously this is one of those things where you know no one would ever admit to this, nor would you want them to. But you know, part of the part of the Giants' organization has to be kind of hoping, hey, you think maybe the Padres could sweep us this weekend <laughs> and, and just sort of end this fantasy that that some of the people are having? Because if they're fifty-two and fifty-four. And they're five games out, and they're you're six games out, and there's six teams between them. Then they can easily say, "Hey, look, we made a little run at it, but we're we're not gonna we're not gonna get over the over the hump here." But you know the way the Padres, and who knows? I mean, the way the Padres are playing, just when we expect them to be terrible, you know, they sweep the Dodgers. When we expect them to be good, they you know they lose six out of nine on a road trip. So there's no way to predict what's going to happen this weekend. But it's it's really interesting. The Giants are really in a tough. Spot and not that I expect anybody listening to this to be sympathetic, but it is uh, it is something to watch this weekend to see what happens and uh, and again and and also this weekend it would be great Bruce Bochy back for one final time twenty five years as a manager retiring after the season will he ever manage again you know who knows for Bruce's sake I almost hope not I mean I I think with the health you know I like Bruce with the health issues he's had it seems like it'd be a great time to just kind of you know, go off into the sunset, enjoy his family, you know, maybe do some baseball work on the side. But, you know, you know how it is sometimes with these guys and yeah. they, they get talked back into it. But I know the Padres are planning something tonight for people going to the game. Before the game, probably 6.55, 7 o'clock, there's a home plate ceremony 
for uh, for Bochi. So I, th- I think people will want to uh, see that. It's nice for the Padres to to do that after as you know he got basically run out of here. Although that was a different a different organization. And and it's funny when he got run out of here. And I don't want to get back into this. There were a lot of people who were just as happy to see him go um, <laughs> because they had just lost in the playoffs for the second straight year. And you know, like every time, it's always the manager's fault. And it was kind of like, hey, let's get somebody else in here that's going to get us, you know, get us over the hump. But uh, I, I do think it's great that, you know, Bruce is, is going out. And, hey, if they got to the playoffs in his last year, so much the better. But I, I just have a hard time seeing that happen. You know, the last thing on that is, you know, you talked you know, almost apologetically about going about the giant situation. Well, they are the division foe and how their farm system and, and the contracts that they're tied up with and whether they trade us or not, I mean, that does affect the Padres. Their future compares favorably right now to the Giants just because of the situation the Giants have gotten themselves into. So it is an interesting time for them right yeah. now. No, I, I agree. I mean, if you were to pick, you know, which which team would you rather have going forward, you know, not this year, but because I don't think either team's going anywhere this year. But, you know, if you if you said over the next four or five years, I think most people in baseball would much prefer to be in the in the Padres situation. Now, whether they can make that pay off, you know, we'll we'll have to see. But all we have is hope, Jay. I know on paper, it, it sure <laughs> seems like that the Padres are in a in a better situation, you know, than uh, than the Giants are right now. But I mean, look, who expected when the Giants came in here a month ago? Uh, not even a month ago, that these two teams would be where they are. So it's just it just goes to show you, Kevin. You know, you can't you can't figure baseball. You can't. Now the Padres uh, losing record at home. They now have a losing record on the road. But yesterday is the first time that that became a reality. So they got that. They started out what was it five of seven? I think they won against the Giants at the start of the year. Uh, now they've lost five straight. The two game series in San Francisco, and then the three game series to start uh, July. You know, it's funny about this podcast. It seems like uh, what's been kind of fun this this uh, season is we've we've been able to harp on something. You know, be able to talk or or talk about something either positive or kind of a you know constructive criticism, what have you about something that happened uh, in, a, in a recent series uh, or what's going on. And, gosh, this road trip team is just so bad. I've got nothing for you, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, some of the rookies started playing like rookies, even Fernando Tatis. I think the great thing about Fernando Tatis he still does, you know, <laughs> his slumps are still okay. And, uh, you know, his bad defense also comes with some really good defense. You know, it was bad. There were positives. But, I mean, and, and I guess that's sort of, you know, the transition we might be making now. It was terrible, but look what the bullpen's doing. It was terrible, but, man, Andres Munoz sure looks good. And right. Adrian Moore Owen sure looks good. And Michelle Baez has gotten himself in the gotten out of it pretty ballsy for a rookie. Uh, it's a podcast, Jay. Yeah, I can say ballsy. Yeah, I mean, Quantra, uh, I mean, look at Quantrill the last couple Quantra, of outings. Right. But that's where it's like, oh, wow, we're transitioning back to 2018. <laughs> right, but at right. least it took us till almost August to do it because it was from, you know, March 29th last year. So Yeah, no, it's, um, it's true. I mean, we talked at the beginning about, and, and I would, would tell people, I just I want the Padres to stay relevant for as long as they can. Yeah. And I, I think they're kind of teetering where maybe that's not the case, you know, right now, certainly in relation to the rest of the league. But uh, it, it did last for a lot longer than, uh, than I think a lot of people – a lot of people thought, and and there's still things to watch over the last couple months. And you, you just mentioned some oh, of them. Yeah. I mean, if Kirby Yates gets traded, you know, let's see what Andres Munoz does as a as a closer for a couple of months. We've already seen him in the eighth inning in the eighth inning role the other day. I think Stammen pitched the seventh, and Munoz the eighth. So, uh, and and like you said, with Quantrill and and Morahone and and Baez and 
you know, uh, having given up on on Lucchese, obviously Paddock, uh, Matt Strom pitched well out of the bullpen the other day. Heck, Eric Rowler had a two six six ERA over nine starts. Right. That, that was pretty darn good. Yeah, it I was. We feel the same way about him in terms of, you know, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I, I at least feel like he, he or Lucchese could be a back of a rotation guy. Yeah. Um, these have been two rough starts that came after a, a terrible time. And who knows what's going to happen with Eric Lauer going forward here. Uh, he's also been a little under the weather. Um, so we'll see. But, yeah. you know, there, there's, uh, there's still things that we can uh, find interest in. It's just I believe we're, we're at a tipping point of the season or a tipped already yeah. point where you know that's the kind of stuff we're going to be talking about after the trade deadline right no i think it's i def, i think it's definitely tipped. <laughs> but again three with the giants should be i would assume big crowds for all three games uh tomorrow night saturday is the chicken will be performing and so that that's always uh something that i think people enjoy it's been a while since he's since he's done a full game at uh, at petco and then uh, we will talk again on monday in advance of a quick little two-game set against the Orioles, and I believe Chris Paddock will pitch, is in line to pitch on Monday. Yeah, the Chris Paddock uh, Lamette is what uh, they're in line here, but uh, Andy Green keeps hinting at, uh, you know, changes, but, uh, you know, again, they're going to have to piece together some things here. There's six off days the rest of the season, and, and uh, health uh, is, is a real priority. Right, Lamette, right. Uh, Paddock, uh, even, you know, even almost everybody else because they're, they're young or, and or have health issues. So. Right. We'll see. All right. All right. I'll see you out at the ballpark, Kevin. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you.